They told me for years there was no money in podcasting. Well, they were all wrong. This is an ambiguous podcast solutions original podcast. A podcast years in the making. Centered around You're listening to Talking with Tarasha with your host and founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, Will Tarashuk. Join Will and his guests as they talk about anything and everything under the sun. Now, without further ado, let's do this. Yes, I know I have gray hair. All right, all right, everybody, settle down, settle down. This is the Talking with Tarashuk podcast. Guys, stop swiveling my chair, Michael. Um... With me, Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. And this is the first, for me, this is the first actual recording in Cube Recording Studios. An interview is the first podcast doing with a family member, my cousin, Michael. Hello, everyone. Michael, welcome to the podcast. It's Thank very, you. It's very happy to have you here. If there's anyone from my family I would want to interview after seven years of podcasting, it would be you. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. So this is going to be a great time. We're going to talk about us, our family, shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of marijuana, and then what Michael is up to in world, and just have a lot of fun. We might play a little game at the end, depending Ooh, on time. So, okay. uh, Michael, what do you what do you think? It's your first podcast debut, so tell yeah, me. this is my podcast debut. I'm loving it. Like, the, is this what you expected? Sort of not really. Like I um was asked to join a radio show mm-hmm. when I was in college up at Curry, mm-hmm. and this is just like that, and it just brought me back to the good old days. I forgot. I forgot there was radio station at Kirk. I remember telling you, like, you know, at Hofstra, WRHU was huge mm-hmm. for me, right? That's pretty much what got me into podcasts. That's what let me learn about these, like, these microphones, the same microphones we used at Hofstra, the same microphones I told Christian to buy. Yeah. So, um, what was it like, your radio station at Curry? Like, what did you actually do there? Was it was there a video? No video? Was it just audio? At WMLN on uh, at Curry, they did not have any video. It was just mm-hmm. audio. So, it was just like these... Mm-hmm mics right here and it was just talking back and forth like i'm doing with you mm-hmm. with a friend of mine she invited me to be on her radio show and this was back when the sequel to dumb and dumber was coming out dumb and dumber 2 yes t-o t-o two. that movie was i can't say it was bad because i love the first one <laughs> but it wasn't great. <laughs> it failed to meet expectations, unfortunately. It, it did. It did fail to meet expectations, but that's that's okay. It is. It, it is, is what it is. It is what it is. I'm sure we can get into some movie talk here as well, because me and you are a big connoisseur of oh, movies. Yeah. But we are Tara Shucks. We are. We are Tara Shucks. This is talk with Tara Shucks. So <laughs> our family, our family is fucking weird. Oh man, <laughs> how would you describe our family to people out there? Very interesting. How so? We're just a huge group of people just enjoying life, mm. as, as I see it. Mm-hmm. And we just have a different output on different aspects of the world. And even though we could get in some disagreements, we still love each other. We do. It's just like if you've if you've seen that movie of the family that fights together and like lives together and breathes together and has fun together, it's like that's us. Yeah, that's us. I mean, it helps that. Um, you know, Papa and Mimi had six boys. Yeah, oh, and six boys, a, no a girls. A lot of cousins. So there's my dad, the oldest. Yes. Your dad, the second oldest. And there's Phil, Paul. <laughs> Paul no, Phil. <laughs> I, I, I know this, but now that I'm on recording and I'm yeah. on air, it's, it's Rich, Mike, Phil, Chris, Paul, Matt. Yeah, I that's believe the order. so. Yeah. That's the order. No, that's the order. I know that's, it. Th- that is, that the, is order. the order. Okay. That's guaranteed. Okay. So, like, every time I walk into that house... I just can't believe that eight people used to live there. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. And with with all the additions that they put in, it, yeah. it's hard to see like the living situation back then in like the 60s, 50s. But like Mimi and Papa's house is a relic. Like it is it really it's is. it's just a relic. Like my I I I know I talk a lot about how much I love New Jersey, I love my family, mm-hmm. the cousins, but really, I love the house. The <laughs> house the house is like my the the best part. You walk in, it's just like whoa, it's different. So like uh, it's like frozen in time. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> you know my friend Jared, right? Yes, the black guy. Yeah, Jared Laverne, uh, CEO of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. He walks into that house and he's just like, "This is some white people shit." <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's some yeah. white people. Like it's like you got you got JFK and the Pope on plates in the kitchen. Typical like 
American, like, and we have like uh, some Polish roots in us. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got the Pope John Paul II. Yep. Which is huge in the Polish culture. He's like treated as a god, basically. Was he Polish? He was. Pope. So that's why. Yeah, he's actually always, from Poland. I don't know why I always thought he was Italian. Because it, typically it's always like Italians. Italian, the Vatican. Yeah, yeah. So the Vatican is technically in, in Rome. Italy, even though it's, Italy. Its, own, its, own, it's its own entity. Yeah. Hmm. So that's why Mimi loves the Pope. Yeah. So why do they love JFK? Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic, yeah, Roman Catholic, Catholic, uh, JFK, um, 60s, Jackie, Kennedy, Onassis, right? Because they were Catholics. Mimi and Pup would have been what in their late 30s in when Kennedy was assassinated? Think of uh, late 30s, early 40s in that time range, time, yeah, because like I know Kennedy was great with young people Mm -hmm. or like people you're my age, yeah. So I think Mimi and Pup was maybe just five years outside that bubble. But they that still, was the only thing I was confused. Was like, why the fuck do you love the Kennedys? I think they wanted to hold on to that um, young person attitude, mm. even though Mimi still thinks she's young, but she's up there. Yeah, she's eighty. What eighty nine? Just turned eighty nine. Just turned eighty eight. Actually, just turned fuck me. Just turned eighty eight and loves CNN. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's the furthest thing from young. Yes, but hey, she, great mindset. Still living at eight at, uh, at the age of eighty eight. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, she's in she's in great shape. Yeah, she's um, in great shape. My uh, our grandfather was in sort of fair fair shape. He had a he had a he was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. I like it's like I love I love telling the story because you know I got Crohn's. Yeah. Um, and Papa had diverticulitis. Yeah. Right. So people's like, well, what's Crohn's like? I'm like, well, it's like this, but it could be worse because Papa couldn't eat anything. Yeah, he couldn't. Eat, he he had Nothing. so many parts taken out of him. Yeah. Like I tell people, like you know, he had he had. Four feet of his intestines removed. Yeah. You know how long? You're like, you're, a small intestine. Large intestine is like six feet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, that's like almost all of it. No, it's a small intestine. His small intestines, I think, is like 12 to 14 feet. Um, and if you stretch it all the way, it's like the size of like a tennis court. Mm-hmm. It's either one way or it's one way around a tennis court. I think it's just oh, wow. corner to corner. Yeah. Um, so four feet is a lot. <laughs> that's It goes a long way. Did I ever tell you the story of how... Uh, the first time we drove down to South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, might we took Myrtle we took Beach. we took Papa's car. Remember the purple one? Oh, the um cruiser, the PT cruiser. No, 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 the, the the other one, the longer one. It was purple or blue, but it was it was a bigger car than uh than my dad's Corolla or the Camry. Mm-hmm. So we took that car, and he got he got. Oh yes, now that now car. I remember. Yes. Yeah, so we took that car, and Papa got a speeding ticket in the mail. Um, That's right. He was telling me about that in, it... in like North Carolina. So what Papa did to get out of it? He's like, "Listen, I got diverticulitis. I had to take a shit." <laughs> and he got out and of he it. He got out of it. Like he got out of it. He's like, "Listen, I have a medical condition. I had to speed to get to a bathroom." Yeah, but in front of us, did it? It's like, yeah, no, fuck you. Yeah, my dad was driving. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was wild. That was that was the fun. Oh, this because that's the kind of shenanigans that Papa would do. Yeah, and I, I always talk with him on the front porch pretty much every day when I was a kid. Yeah. He would tell me stuff about his childhood when he was in the Air Force, mm-hmm. when he was in Korea. I'm not sure if he was at, in fighting in Korea. He was but... playing softball on the fight in the front of carrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just reminiscing about his old childhood when he was our age. Mm-hmm. And... He was just complaining about people nowadays saying that they no respect, blah blah blah, and I'm like, Papa, changing times, changing times. And ever since I said that, I think I was about eight or nine when when I said that, and I'm 28, so in like 20 years, yeah, I've been you still saying, say it. I, I still you say still it. Still say it. I didn't know that's where it came from. I knew it was a I knew it was a Papa thing because yeah. Papa would always look at Michael changing Change times. times. Yeah, I didn't know it started just. I didn't know it was that like the roots were that deep. Yeah, the roots were that deep. Like I always talked to him and looked up to him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my other grandfather. Mm-hmm. He he was actually from Croatia, from mm-hmm. Europe, and I always looked up to the both of them. And I actually got my college wrote, wrote my college essay about mo- mostly my grandfather from my mom's side mm-hmm. and how he came into this country with me with uh, meeting my grandmother. Mm-hmm. 
and it was just an awesome tale, an awesome story to talk about. Yeah, and, go go into it. Go do do, do the full family history because like I was, I've known Bob Sheen and Poppy my whole life. Yeah, uh, but I always don't know that's Michael's other grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, the sweetest people. Yeah, lovely so, people. Lovely, lovely, uh, but. I never knew, like, I knew they were Croatia. I never knew, like, the actual story. So tell me. Tell me the story. So my grandfather, like, he was, he's from Croatia, and my grandmother's from Poland. Mm-hmm. And they both I- immigrated here to the States. And my grandfather, when I wrote about him, it was more in-depth. And he was in a all-boys boarding school in Croatia. And he did not like it whatsoever. He and a few of his buddies uh, left the boarding school, which he called Boys Town. Mm-hmm. And he actually used the stars to navigate that, went to Italy. No shit. On foot. No shit. That's, that's a long walk. A, a very long walk. <laughs> and it, this was under Mussolini. Mm-hmm. So he went into a refugee camp. Conditions were deplorable. Obviously, Mussolini. Right. And he escaped that. Lived in France for a few years. And he went into America, to Jersey City, and he thanked JFK for it. Hmm. And my grandparents on my mom's side loved JFK because of that. Well, and, that makes sense. Yeah. So what's Mimi's excuse? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. That's crazy, man. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Because I know um, Papa's dad, Andrew... Yeah, I believe he hopped the border in Canada. Yes, and they, my, my other grandparents, they came through Ellis Island, mm-hmm. and I, that's the connection I have with that island, with immigrating here to America, searching for a better life. Mm-hmm. And when when I asked my grandfather if he ever wanted to move back, he started to tear up. He wanted to go back. Mm. And I, I still have family in Croatia and in Poland. Yep, I still gotta go. With, I mean, me, me, you and Phil. Yes, are gonna do an extended vacation in Poland. To oh meet yes. the family, because I, I want to go. Yeah, like I want to go to Italy to meet um my family there. Like I don't know, I don't think I have family there, but my grandmother on my mom's side, mm-hmm. uh, born in the states, moved back to Italy, grew up there, and then moved back to the states for like middle school or high school, maybe oh, wow. when she was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to go to the village where she grew up in. Yeah. Like her in her early years. My grandfather was born here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Like I, I like, I like, even though like Mimi drives me crazy with how she complains about people our days because she doesn't know, she doesn't understand how tough it is for like people like us yeah. in our generation. There's a lot of pressure. There is a lot of pressure, but also it's, it's, it's hard. And hearing them complain about us, it's like, you don't get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we don't get how hard it was for them. Like, we do, because they tell us all the time. Yeah. But we can never fully But now there's social understand. media yeah. and everything, which... Like, dude, I couldn't get here without a GPS in a car. <laughs> yeah. I can't... Imagine walking from Croatia to Italy. Oh, man. I, I, I don't even know how they did it. Unbelievable. Well, we use the stars. Yeah, he, he used old the stars. School. Old like, school. Very old school. You know how much I miss stars? Oh my god! It's like living in Hoboken. It's just like there's yeah. no stars. Yeah, like me uh, being in Summit. They it, you see, there's less light pollution yeah. than Hoboken, but there's still light pollution. A little bit. You see the bright stars, but like, I know, you see I like the in... Big Dipper, um, Orion's Belt, mm-hmm. like, constellations like that. Like I was in I was in Nashville, um, August of 2020, visiting Nash from Nashville. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I look up and I'm just holy fuck, these are so many stars. I love stars. Yeah. Like, one of these things I definitely want to do is just, like, Northern Lights Yes, is a big thing for me. Same with me. But just, just go in the middle of nowhere and just see the stars. I remember my buddy Roman, um, he, I don't know if it was, like, an internship or for, for school or what he was. He spent, like, six months in China. Oh, wow. And um, he would tell me, like, because uh, his girlfriend at the time, Jasmina, was out there with him. And they did, like, this raft thing in the middle of, like, middle of the ocean oh, for, like, wow. a week. Or something with a group of people, and they say in the middle of the night you just look up, and you see all the stars in the middle of the ocean. Wow! And it's just breathtaking. Yeah, like going on a cruise, I got I got to see all these stars. Yeah, I, I was I was uh, 2017, like right before Papa passed, like a few months, like about a month or two before he passed. Saw all these stars, and it was just an amazing sight to see all these stars with no light pollution at all. It was a 
there was no weather like the the weather was fantastic mm-hmm. and it was just smooth sailing all for all the uh, seven days that we were out cruising mm-hmm. and it was just a fun experience to endure I can't imagine I believe there was Christopher who was on a trip when Papa died he's like is that camp or something yeah it was at camp and obviously we're like should we tell him and we're like no don't tell him he's I at camp I think he had like two days left something like that two three days and then he came back obviously for the funeral in yeah. time uh, but Christopher, man, Christopher's a character. Oh, he—he's he, an interesting bloke. What was Christopher? Ta- okay, you had to do with Christopher more than me when he was a kid. Yes. I mean, I'm happy Christopher is where he is now. Still a little annoying at times, <laughs> but for all of the shit he had to go through, to see where he is now. Now he—it's. He, I'm happy for him. Very happy for him. And I'm proud of him. Yeah. Because. Like anyone in our family who's listening to this, like they know, they know exactly, gonna, they know exactly what we mm-hmm. mean. Like Christopher, he works his ass off. Yeah, he's very smart. Um, and it's just, it's been tough, and I'm glad to see him pull through. Yeah, it was. But a lot of us, a lot of us have gone through some tough times, especially over the last few years mm-hmm. in this family. And I don't know about you, but you know, I, I think back when when I was a kid, right? The best, the best week of my life was those few days after Christmas. After, oh. Best few days ever. I looked forward to it the entire year. And like you know, the few days after, like in the summer, we'd come down just to see everybody. Yeah. But it was like December twenty sixth, day after Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. up in Boston, I have all my sh- all my shit, all my new stuff, and it's like I don't care. I want to get in the car, bring my SpongeBob pillow. Yeah, the spo- <laughs> you had the SpongeBob pillow, SpongeBob, the Patrick. Patrick, and Homer Simpson. Was it Homer, Homer. or was it Pichu- Pikachu? And Pikachu. Yes, so I had the four of them. I don't remember the Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson was the last one. I, I don't remember it next time, at all. Next, next time you're in, at my parents' house and you were just there, I was, go, I, I go was the, just go there. Go in the basement. They're all still there. I've never been in your basement. You don't You don't want to be in my basement. <laughs> I was told, don't go down there. It's a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. It's terrifying. But my <laughs> point was, you know, the best, the best four days of the year were after Christmas. Yes. Just going down 26th, all of us. All the cousins, all like thirteen of us. Yeah, all thirteen. Plus all the uncles, mm-hmm. plus all the aunts, all crammed into that tiny ass house. That tiny house. I don't know how we did it. And it was just, it was the best. It was the best three days that we could ask for. And I, I still, I'm very fond of those memories. Going, looking back, I, I'm like, I wish we still had that today. I do. I mean, as well. It's like, I don't know if it's that, you know, we all got older and we all have our own lives or, you know, family events that happens. But it, it do you feel it too that we kind of feel a little more distant? Yeah. Now with COVID being in our lives for the past two years, we yeah. really haven't gone like together together. But I think we're fine at this point. Mm. We, we'll get back to that togetherness once things die down and yeah. like oh we, we we should really get back together yeah like i i get i get i get covid you know i don't hold anything against anyone for like um like i saw uncle paul mm-hmm. for easter you know i haven't seen uncle paul since september when it was when we were all together that one time before that was like two years yeah so like i love seeing uncle paul yeah i miss uncle paul but like, i get why i can't see uncle paul yeah like with andrea having the two kids. The two kids. Yeah. God bless her. It's like I I don't know how other families did it, but even 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 before COVID, I don't know if it's just me, but I felt like some of that magic from when we were kids, when we were all together. Yeah, that magic isn't there it's, anymore. It just wasn't the same. And I don't know what that is. I mean, I, I don't know what that is. And it's very bizarre. It's like I kinda wanna just reach out to people and be like, guys, like we're fucking tower shop. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean, like I, I want to go back to like my eulogy I did for Papa, mm-hmm. and because I did my eulogy for my first my my mom's grand my mom's dad yeah I made that very personal mm-hmm. it was very much about me and my relationship with him because we shared a name yeah but Papa's was more the whole family I want I made it a point to include everybody mm-hmm. because you know you guys all had more time with him than I did yeah and, and I was very myself, jealous my very sister jealous my brother yeah. Christopher Megan we we were all. Basically, either around the street or up the street. Yeah. 
So I wanted to make it more of like an inclusive thing and just like, you know, this was all of us. And it kind of just take, take, hit home. It's like, you know, he's gone, but like you know, that magic is still there and we're all still the same. And then yeah. here we are. So I'm hoping we could pull through. I know we're pulled through. It's not like there's bad blood with anybody. We don't oh, hate, we don't no, hate we each don't other. hate each other. Like, we're Polacks. Yeah. It's just we're all stubborn ass fucking <laughs> Polish assholes. Oh, man. I, I always joke around whenever I'm at work saying, oh, I'm just a dumb Polak here. Yeah. And it's like my supervisor always says, I've never met anyone that made fun of their own culture. I'm like, because we're Polish. That's why. But, but you're supposed to. Like, you're supposed to make fun of your own culture. Cause, yeah. Because no one else is allowed to. Exactly. Right? So we got to do it. Papa loved calling us all oh dumb Polacks. Oh my god! Kept calling loved... me a dumb Polak. <laughs> hey, come here, you come here, you you old woman. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's just that it was just that time period, that culture from yeah. like the good the good old days. And I love our culture. Oh I lo- yeah, I love our culture as a family because we are we are the best. Yeah. You know? Don't tell him. Don't tell my mother, but I do like the dad side of the family better. Of course. Because we, it's it was a more bigger fun. family. And like That's all, why. All the sleepovers we did. And like, no, not a knock to my mom's, my mom's side of the family. I love them too. Yeah. And I had a lot of time with them. And I cherish every second of it. Same with me. But uh, Andrew and Michael, other Michael, were like 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. They're both in their 40s now. And I'm 26. So 15 years older than me. Damn. Okay. So like it, was, it wasn't, it just, it was just me and my brother. Yeah. So it, was, it just wasn't the same because we had all the, all the sleepovers at Andrew, Andrew, Paul, and Kevin's house. Yeah. We had a sleepovers up at, up at I mean, Mimi's house. That one room for the toilet. Like, um, how many of us were up so there? So it's Andrea, Paul, Kevin, me, you, my Mar- uh, Marissa, Marissa, Thomas, my brother. Thomas never came. I don't. Thomas was there a few times. A few, yeah, a few times. A few times. So it was seven, maybe eight of us. Seven, eight plus in the that... bed in there. Yeah, so and... you had, so you had Marissa and Andrea in the bed. Yeah, and then the rest was on the floor. I don't know how we did it. I still walk up there. I'm like, how the fuck did we all fit <laughs> in here? Now here's something even crazier. My sister's room is even smaller. Yeah. And we fit myself, my sister, Paul, Kevin, and Andrea in that room. Yeah, that's impossible. We made it work. For some reason, I don't know how, we made it work. Yeah, until you farted. Because <laughs> <laughs> your room, you and Thomas's room, it would be like, it would be me and my huge. brother. It would be me and my brother on the floor, and you and Thomas at the beds. Bunk, yeah. bunk beds? Bunk beds, but now we have our own separate rooms because we're yeah, yeah. older you're, now. You're, you're adults. Yeah. yeah, I think we, me and my brother still have the uh, we still have the two beds in my room upstairs in my house, but the two of us have never home at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's talk about Summit. Oh, Summit, good old Summit. The good hell old Summit. It. You know, we all we all know that kid from high school who is never gonna leave town, is in love with the town, and is just obsessed with the town. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy. Yeah. Mr. Hotopper never, I was never part of that, the in crowd yeah. in high school. And that's sort of the reason why I have like, so, sort of like some social anxiety and whatnot. Yeah. And you and me both. But um, what got me through it now, since COVID happened, cannabis. Hmm. Cannabis really helped gonna, ease the mind. We're going to get to cannabis. Yeah. Don't you worry. But I want to talk about Summit. But Summit, sorry. What What is it about Summit? I mean, I love, the, I love the town, too. Yeah. It's a great town. But, like, I like my hometown. Oh, yeah. Good old Braintree. Good old Braintree. But that place sucks. I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> That's any town America. Mm. There's always that one person that loves the town. There's always the majority of people, oh, yeah, my town sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's just a, everyone knows everyone that feels saying, hey, I got your back. I You have my back. I have your back type thing. And mm-hmm. it's just, since we have that Midtown direct line, the train line, mm-hmm. people have just been moving to Summit. And now there's, are going to be putting a, trying to be putting a um apartment complex in the middle of town. Mm. People don't like that. Yeah, I bet. It's it's like oh the views of Summit are going to be less enjoyable, but it's something to offset the taxes. Do you really want to pay more taxes? And people, to me, people don't see it. Hmm. Do you really want to pay more taxes? Or I I I could be just talking on my ass. Yeah, but honestly, Summit to me is that small town feel. 
everyone gets together like, we got your back. I mean, it's big. How many people live in Summit, roughly? Roughly 26,000. Really? Because so, it, it, it is an actual city. Yeah, technically it is a city. I think Braintree had like 34,000. That surprised me that Braintree's bigger. Really? I think so. We can we can look it up afterwards. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think anyone's going to care for spread misinformation about the fucking population size of our hometowns. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, otherwise, I'd have Christian look it up. But uh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um. So how like how were you always involved? Like, was it from from when you were little? You were always it involved was, in the town, or is this kind of something you kind of developed as you were getting older? It's slowly uh, developed through the, my, my life, and I was part of baseball mm-hmm. uh, for the majority of my life till I was basically eighteen. And I always wanted to be in the know. And it was um, just that feeling, knowing everyone, um, being friend, friend, friendly with pretty much everyone in my grade, the year below me, the year above me. And it, it's just that feel of saying, hey, come hang out with me. Come hang out with me. And we, we could go to like a bar or something. I didn't have a fake, but. Just use my glamorous looks, mm-hmm. and I always got drinks on like at bars because hmm. I was looking older. Yeah, you always did have that old man look. <laughs> <laughs> the beard helps. Oh yeah, you like. I remember when when did you have the big bushy? Oh, the, the big bushy, bushy hair. Um, has to be when I was in college. I think so. It was those New England winters, man. Yeah, it was just those winters sucked. Yeah. They were fun though. Oh, extremely! Like I remember in college, we used a old mattress, a moldy mattress for some reason, to go sledding, and it worked. And it worked, of course, it worked. Did you you remember? Because uh, you would come up for my birthday in February. Yes, your family come up in February. It probably sold a few times. You remember sledding on that giant hill behind the school? Yeah, best sledding hill ever. Oh my! I got something better. Okay. Behind um the school near Jefferson? Je- yeah, Jefferson that hill. That was a good hill. That was a good hill. But the one on the Liberty had two sides to it. it had like the, the the like the elongated side where you go further and then the steep side where you go faster. But with Jefferson there was there was always that blacktop, so there was that extra jump where we always try to like um do uh, like these you, stunts? Are you doing that? Are you doing the Jefferson Hill by where the playground is now, or up by the where the, where the, the school was and it was a little steeper? Where the Go, school going going towards like the, the, the well the now it's lot. different because they added on again. Yeah, they added on. <laughs> Seriously, but it's just to come back all the children coming into Summit from mm. New York. Mm-hmm. But they basically cut down on the on that hill, right? So we can't really go sledding. Because now there's like all this new driveway, new buildings. It's just those memories are still up here. When they get with the tractor. Oh my god, that tractor! That's the one thing I'll never forget about Jefferson. The fucking tractor. Oh my god, we're going back, like. Yeah, because they they had, they had a swing set out front. Yeah, where Uncle Chris lost his eardrum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the big swings and that's the, not there anymore. That's all. Yeah, that, that's a building. That it's, it's like it's a, a it's a kindergarten or whatever. A pre-K kindergarten, yeah. and now it's just a parking lot and a building. The, the primary center. There we go. Primary center. And I miss the tractor. Oh yeah. And once they took that away, it's like, oh, great. Now they're changing. Mm. And changing times. Exactly changing, changing times. times. Pulling a me. They're always changing, man. The times they are changing. Hey, Bob Dylan said it first. Don't you forget it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk some cannabis. Okay. So, so you are a... a... I I'm, I do have a medical card for cannabis. As do I. And it's great. It's fantastic. So that, that surprised me um, that you got into cannabis. It surprised a lot of people. I'm glad it. I'm glad it works. But you are probably more knowledgeable about. Just in terms of people I know, like the actual. I want to say science behind cannabis and like the the industry mm-hmm. behind cannabis. You're probably one of the most knowledgeable people I know on the topic, and you're super passionate about it. Yeah, because it helps people. Yeah, 
And like I treat for anxiety and PTSD. Yep. And I, I've went through. I'm, I'm not gonna go into a deep talk, but it was went through a rough time. Not pleased on what I did, but learn you learn from it. Live and learn. And that's one of the reasons why I went into cannabis. And it helped me tremendously. I need for sleep, to calm my nerves down. Like I did smoke before I came here. And it helps. I'm, I'm calm. I can't even tell. Yeah, you, you can't even tell now. If anything, you're more talkative. Yes. So is it a sativa? What what I usually get is indicas. So indicas the one make you calm, and yeah. sativa make kind of make you like ah. Yeah. Okay. So you, interesting. So you took a indica. Uh huh. supposed to make you calm, but it's making you more jittery. Jittery. No, not jittery, but it's supposed to make you calm, but it's making you more talkative. Talkative. Yeah. Is that supposed to be the opposite effect though? Basically. <laughs> that that's with me because sometimes um, it, it's weird. Like um, everyone's system system's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's endocannabinoid system is completely different. What surprised me is that I took a sativa and but it worked as an indica for some strange way. Yeah, I've done that too. But sometimes I, I I do a strain and it's supposed to make me sleepy, but instead I'm in my bed with just thoughts going in circles. I wake up with a headache. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, that didn't work. So maybe like a hybrid. It's a combination of the two. Mm. And it's supposed to like mellow you out throughout the day. You're still able to function, but it's supposed to like mellow everything. So I I, I tried one hybrid when I was – um, and it, it helped. Yeah. Surprisingly, it helped. And like hybrids are the way to go now. Did you try other things before weed? Like how was like how how far down the list was weed or was weed up there for you? Because it's not obviously it's not just you helping yeah. make those decisions. Like a doctor, obviously your parents and people, obviously your adults, you can make your own decisions. Yeah, but I, you those those kind of ideas play a part. Thing is, like I did not want to get addicted to prescription medication, mm. and I found myself that I was taking a lot for anxiety, and Right as the pandemic started, I'm like, I can't be doing this anymore. Like, right. I can't be popping pills right. left and right. Right. And I did have a talk with my parents saying, like, what do you think about me taking medical cannabis? I can picture your mom going, no. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the that was, that was was most surprising thing to me. And Susan, I love you, but you and weed just do not get along. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it. Like, thank God for this pandemic. I'm all for it. Yeah. Thank you, COVID. Thank you, China. <laughs> well, let's not say that. Sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not thank the pandemic. I mean, yeah. It's one thing about taking good things out of the pandemic. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like, take something from a bad situation yeah, yeah, you, and you, you, turning you, you good. Turn it positive. Yeah. Of course. And I've been in the program for two years now, and it helped me tr- tremendously. Yeah, I, t- I totally feel you on the. Uh... The pharmaceutical thing. So it wasn't – I wasn't afraid of getting well, – when I first started taking them, also for anxiety, OCD, depression, all that shit, mm-hmm. I was afraid of not addicted but dependent. Yes. So like it was always a goal. So I started taking them uh, senior high school, and it was always the goal to get through college, mm-hmm. get a steady life, and then wean off. Yeah. Um, And then – because I took one for anxiety, and then a, a side effect to that was insomnia. So mm-hmm. I'm a sleeping pill. Yes. So I was also just like, listen, I don't want to be dependent on these drugs for everything, including my sleep. And don't get me wrong, it's great sleep. Oh, I sleep, sleep. I sleep like a baby on those <laughs> on those pills. But even that, it was just like that dependency, I kind of wanted to prove like myself that I could do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those pharmaceuticals leave a long-lasting effect on your body yeah. one way or the other. Like if you take them for 15, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years – like, yeah, they'll help one thing, but it's going to destroy another. Yeah, it could destroy your liver. Exactly. Or your stomach. Yeah. It's so, like I can't take Advil because of my Crohn's because it ruins the stomach lining. Mm-hmm. So I take Tylenol, which ruins my liver. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, tra- it's a trade-off. But like, with, one with, little pill or two little three pills. Exactly. But with weed, as far as we know, there aren't any trade-offs. There's not whatsoever. You're just 
It's Hi. been it's been years upon years of research. Like, what are the side effects? You're gonna get hungry. Yeah, like, <laughs> hungry, I mean? like, mellow. Yeah, you get the giggles. Yeah. Oh, I love the giggles. I know you, you love giggling. Yeah. <laughs> you are a giggler. Oh my god. So like I I that's why I wanted a medical card. Like mm-hmm. I, and this I got it I got it a few months ago. So probably end of 2021. Okay. I started applying for it. And I was like, listen, like I'm I'm off I'm off the um the anxiety meds. So I'm pl- completely off of those because my plan worked. You yeah. Know? Same with me. Out of college, steady life. I don't need them anymore. And if I if I do feel anxious or anxious, I have ways to cope with them other than pills and weed. Mm-hmm. But I want the weed specifically for sleep. Yeah, so that was my main concern was sleep because I would go to bed at like midnight, but I wouldn't fall asleep to like three three thirty, right. just tossing around. Yep. And I'm like, I need to get something like hard concrete because I can't keep living my life like this. Like high school, it was an issue. College, it was an issue. Now it's like I'm trying to start a career. Mm-hmm. I can't be going to sleep at like three four in the morning. Right. And that's when the pandemic happened. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what the fuck do I do now? And I'm like, let's try cannabis. Been on the, been smoking the reefer for two years now. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And you, and you see, at least I see a visible difference. Yes. Like, um, I, I, I remember pre-pandemic, like, this casually talking to Phil, my mom is like, you know, Michael's just, it's not the same Michael. Mm-hmm. Like, something's just a little off. It's just like, well, you know, he'll bounce back because it's Michael. Yeah. And we all love Michael. Oh, yeah. And then now, I remember, like, the first time I saw you after the pandemic, you lost a shit ton of weight. Yes. You're just, you're walking, hello! Like, <laughs> and, and you're popping back, like, Mimi's garage, like a fucking Kramer. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like, it's so excited. I'm just like, I'm the first thing I said, you look, you look phenomenal. Thank you. It's like, you you lost a shit ton of weight, like, the color's back in your face, and you just look happy. Yeah. I, it... I remember people saying that about me, too. Mm-hmm. Like this when I when I bounced back, so like what what do you think it was about weed that actually clicked in your minds and helped you? Was it was it more mental? Was it more physical? What do you think it was that? What is it in your body that makes weed just go? I got you. Honestly, I can't put a finger on it, but something clicked, and I'm like, I need to get my shit together. Yeah, and I just started walking since July 2021 to like currently, and I lost like. 30, 40 pounds, and I'm under 200 pounds, which I'm happy for. I'm so happy that I'm under 200. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do more. And, like, I started um, doing my own blog, like, a travel blog. Yep, we're going to get to that. And I'm like, I want to pursue this more because I did create, start doing that pre-pandemic. And then now, since we're sort of closing out the coronavirus but i'm like i want to travel more mm-hmm. and if i could do that and get paid it'd be fantastic yeah so that's that's living a dream right yeah and living a dream it's good to have goals um so what do you think works for you the best uh flower vape edibles lotions so and, and tell, tell me about the differences and the benefits between each so let's start with flower i started off with flower mm-hmm and yes, there's the smell, which no one likes. No smoking in the house. It's no smoking. <laughs> I always have went in, in the back near the, my fire pit. Yeah. And Great I place for it. always smoked there. And a, about a year into it, my neighbor, like, love my neighbors, except for one, but she's. She's dead. Yeah. So my other neighbor came out. Saying the entire house smells like fucking marijuana. I'm like, now you're just telling me that and it annoys you? It's because they have two young kids. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't smoke in front of kids. Of course. Whatsoever. Yeah, never. And I'm like, okay, time to change it up. Let's do vape. No smell. And I started going on walks because of him. And I'm like, thank you. And ever since I've been va- uh, starting to switch over to vape, I've just been a more happy person. Like I even, I'm, I still have my my 
spasms. Right. But I'm generally ha- more happier because I walk at night. It's peaceful. Pop in my AirPods, listen to music, and just vape for like 30, 40 minutes. And it's honestly the best time of my life. Not and, my life. And you just, you just get lost. Yeah, you just get lost. And you just zone out. And you know what? You do a lot of thinking. Like one thing, one thing I like, like so like, uh, before I did the medical card, I did those Delta 8s with mm-hmm. the gummies. Yeah. You're like 65 milligrams. Oh my God. I got, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got a story for you actually before I get into this. So the first time I ate one, I didn't know what they were. Like Jared comes to my so Jared comes to my house we're watching UFC mm-hmm. and the next morning we're gonna drive up to uh, Massachusetts to go through his mom's like showing. She's a interior designer. Okay. So they were doing a bed and breakfast in and mm-hmm. each room had a different design for a different Ooh. designer. So we were gonna go show face and it was, it, was a, it was a trip. Yeah. So the night before he comes he's like yo try one of these Delta Eight. So I was like is it weed? He's like well no it's like it's CBD. I'm like oh okay CBD is like it doesn't get you like blitz it gets you like it feel nice. Yeah. So I eat one. Like maybe I think they're 50, 50 milligrams each. Okay. So I eat one. I don't really feel anything. So J- Jared eats another one. I'm like, I need to get another one. I eat like five. <laughs> I eat five. <laughs> maybe six. And then once it kicked in, I was just like, Oh wow. Oh my god. Oh wow. So I went to bed, woke up the next morning, mm-hmm. still blitzed. I really? mean out of it. Just gone. So it's like a two-hour drive from Jersey because of Western Mass, so it's mm-hmm. a little not as far. Yeah. So I get there, like I'm like dozing off in the car, trying to sleep mm-hmm. off this high. Yeah. I get there, still high. I was probably high for 14 hours. Wow. Just as I trying to talk to people, because like once we got there, I got out of fresh air. I started walking around. I felt a little bit better. And I can actually mm-hmm. function and talk to people. Yeah. But those Delta Eights, I was like, okay, I'm only ever eating one ever again <laughs> at a time. <laughs> so. Just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I brought up Delta Eights, but edibles. Ed- I oh, thinking. So yes. uh, I I I I sometimes I smoke weed or eat a Delta. I would eat a Delta Eight. Be like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'm I'm thinking a lot. I got something on my mind. I'm gonna eat a Delta Eight to look myself in the mirror, like metaphorically. Yeah, it's it's it opens my brain. I'm just kind of a real talk with myself mm-hmm. and just figure it out. And some of my best ideas um, have come just from – my best ideas come when I'm in a shower or I'm trying to fall asleep. The perfect place not the to have a pen – The case for me too. The perfect place not to have a pen and paper. Yeah. So um, I actually had the idea from Unknown Unnamed Nonsense. So Christian, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> which is also part of talking with Tarashuk for – just from smoking weed before I go to bed. I just wrote mm-hmm. it all down. So – and that comes mostly comes from edibles. Some like my deepest thinking and the craziest shit comes from edibles, which is why I try to avoid them. Okay. I don't like the flower because I think I'm pretty sure I got COVID at one point because my smell and taste were all fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, and now weed, no matter when I smell it, and it's flower, it just smells and tastes awful. Yeah, like uh, whenever I smoke the flower, I'm like, oh, I forgot how like messed up this taste or how messed up this smells. Yeah, but. Um, with I also take edibles as well. I just pop one in right before I go to bed, and I'm out like a light. What's the dosage? Ten milligrams. Ten milligrams is like a brownie candy. Can uh, gummies? Gummies. Okay, so gummy. How soon before you go to bed? Like as I'm going into bed, I'm like okay. So you brush brush your teeth, pop a gummy, and go to bed. Yeah. Okay. And I'm out within. I want to say 15, 30 minutes. Yeah, because I like, I like the vape because, like, after work, when I'm done with work, or I'm after done with a podcast, mm-hmm. like, 8, 9 o'clock comes around where I'm just kind of my me time where I play video games or watch TV, I'll hit that vape for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. It just, it's just a good way just to decompress after a long day. But it's not quite doing it for me for the sleep. It's, like, it makes me relaxed. It makes me calm. If I'm stressed about something, it kind of just chills mm-hmm. me out. But it doesn't put me to sleep. So you think edibles and a gummy would help me better? Yeah, I I know for me it helps. Yeah, but like like I said, everyone's different. Everyone's body's different. Yeah, and I know for me, like popping that edible in right before I go to bed, being high as well from vaping and walking, helps. Right out, puts me right out. So what is it about different forms of marijuana that give people different? Cause you got the body high, got the head high. Mm-hmm. Is it more of like 
when you smoke it or you vape it, it goes to the lungs, where if you eat it, it goes to the stomach. Yeah, so... It's a diff different way to get to the bloodstream. Basically, it takes a little bit longer right. for it to hit that bloodstream. Like, with, with the edibles, like, it takes, like, 20, 30 minutes. That's... If you, um... Oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? If you just take one, like, right before... As you are leaving work, may not help you. But yeah. if you, like try uh vaping or smoking like the flower and then taking the edible either an hour before you go to bed half hour to test out the waters mm -hmm. cut them in halves quarters mm -hmm. with the uh, edibles and see what works for you like like i've been saying everyone's different mm -hmm. gotcha and it's it's interesting because how it works with kids too because like you know kids are given vapor flower, not flower, vapor edibles. Like if a kid has epilepsy, it works. Now that's that's the one thing where I think, like now it's now it's recreational legal in Jersey. Yes. People are very like, let's go, 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 go. But at the same time, to your neighbor's point, right? Like I don't want my kids smelling it. I don't want my kids seeing it. I don't want my kid anywhere near it. Now as, I'm not a parent, but mm -hmm. as someone who can, emp I can empathize yeah. with. Yeah, I don't want that. Like if, if, like, if ever... I was smoking a joint, even like, you know, because smoking a joint or what what have you. If I saw a kid, I'd hide it. Yeah. Hey, whenever I smoked a J or anything, I always did it at night. So when the kids are at least mm -hmm. sleeping, always did it at night. That's how I got away with it for so long. And I did uh, smoke right after dinner. They were still up. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, I sort of got caught. Yeah. I get it. There's kids. Oh, this kid's going to be around. There's no way into stopping them from seeing someone smoke cannabis. It's right. like smoking cigarettes. Right. There's no way to shield them from that, in a sense. Am, am I making sense? No, I, I know what you mean. Like, it's like if it's, if it's going to be part of society, children are part of society, they're going to be exposed to it. Yeah. But it's like, it's kind of it's like, well, you know, you don't, but we don't have that same way of alcohol. Like, in my opinion, when it comes to regulation, it should be the exact same as alcohol. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, you can only do it in certain areas, like a bar. Mm -hmm. Or, like, if you have a dispensary, I don't know if it makes more sense you have to smoke it inside or outside. Because, like, in, in Hoboken, a big complaint, because the, uh, the dispensary they want to put it in it used to be a bar. And above it is residence, residential. Mm -hmm. And they don't want it there because they don't want to smell it all the time. My buddy who uh, lives downtown Hoboken, he's got a neighbor who they smoke all the time and they mm -hmm. smell it all the time. Is this like, I don't know how you can regulate something that smells like ass. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you, you can have it so you have to smoke outside 12 feet away from any building, right? Because you know, it's a fire hazard. Yeah. Like you can regulate the same way as alcohol and cigarettes. You can't drive with it. No matter mm -hmm. if you think you can do it or not, I think it makes sense that, okay, assume you can't. Yeah. I saw on social, uh, excuse me, that Jersey City is putting a smoke lounge for cannabis. Like, 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 hookah bar. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, how come this are, isn't a thing already? And I, I'm guessing there's like the logistics with the, the fans. Uh, the yeah, filtration, filtration. I sh I should say, um, and just people coming in and out. It's, it's just it's just like alcohol. People are gonna drive, people are gonna drink cannabis. People are gonna drive, people are gonna smoke, people are gonna get high. There's no way into like DUIs, DUIs. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, it, it just treat it just like alcohol. It's that's all I'm saying. I mean, it makes the most sense. It makes no sense. I, 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 I think, you know, take your time with it, of course. I think Jersey took a little too long. Extremely long. Extremely long just to get it out there. But, you know, you're not going to know what you need to fix until you find the problem. You're not going to mm -hmm. find the problem until you do something about it. Yeah. Right, like right now, they're just, they're, um, they're implementing it. Right, they're yeah. opening stores. They're gonna find problems. They're gonna find solutions. Mm -hmm. But I totally get why a resident or someone like a, a neighbor wouldn't want a dispensary right next to their house. Like no one likes living next to a bar. Exactly. So there's all like it's loud. It's noisy. 
We're opening on a property. Oh, here's a here's a good property. Question for you. Yes. Oh, like property value. Ooh. If you have a dispensary in your town, is your property and you, and you live right next to it? Is your property value going to go up or is it going to go down? That's a good question. I have no idea. Because if it go, if it goes down, it could go down because no one wants to deal with the smell mm-hmm. or the degenerates, quote unquote, that yeah. are there. But it could also go up because it's bringing a shit ton of money to the town. Yeah, and um, it's a huge money making way. Another means of making money, for, not just for the town, but for mm-hmm. the state as well. Because if you think about it, this area. Needs a lot of road work. Yes. There we go. Cannabis. Boom. Now you, you told me on the way over here they made two million dollars that first day. Yeah. Tax day one. Day one, which was last Thursday. Yeah. Made two million dollars in taxes one day. One day. Sounds like sounds like. Where's my two million dollars? Yeah. Where's my two million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I remember last time I saw you, which is actually the reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because I was like, oh, Michael can talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Was you were showing me like on the phone? I don't know what dispensary it was. Doesn't matter. But like you know the different types of strains, what they do. How did you become so knowledgeable about marijuana? Like how did you do your research? How did you like learn about all this? I am basically listening, listening to what other people have to say about it, and be very an- analytical. Like I'm a very an- analytical person, so yeah. I'm like, okay, let's see what you have to say. Let's see what Joe Schmo has to say. Let's see what this person has to say. And that's where I get my knowledge from, saying, oh, this may be work for you, but not for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's try what doesn't work for you. It may help. Some things didn't work out. I'm like, oh, it's all a trial and error. It is definitely a trial and error. That's why I like that like, like you can buy pre-rolls. Yes. I think that's very smart. Um Interesting. So it's literally just it's all your knowledge is pretty much just from personal experience and it's kind of just looking, personal looking experience. Yeah. All right, Michael. Well, I know, I know. When I need a re-up, I'm gonna come to you and be like, "Hey, what should I? What should I try? Yeah. Here's what I'm doing. What should I try differently?" Mm-hmm. And I think gummies is a thing I'm gonna go towards. Yeah, it sounds like what you're describing. You you might like enjoy edibles. Yeah, more specifically gummies for right now. Yeah. Like low dose, because sometimes edibles just make me too out there, mm-hmm. as I as I say with those delta yeah. eights, <laughs> having sex with them. But yeah, you know, and there's something to... called a uh, syringe as well, where you're, you're able to make your own edibles. Yeah, how does that work? So like, it's like it's like a um, it's, it's like it's like a solution or fluid that you just kind of just like spray over your food, or you just drizzle it on like it's olive oil. Basically, you're you're able to put it in salads, like uh-huh. salad dress, dressing. Well, um, mix it in with um, the the ranch, olive oil. You make your own butter. Like mix it in with butter. Mm-hmm. Mix it in with make your own topicals, like the lotions. It's more for, for like um, surface pain. Mm-hmm. And you're just able to make your own cookies, brownies, those special brownies that everyone keeps talking about. And I. Surprisingly, I never had a special brownie. Dude, pop brownies were the shit in college. Like, every now and then, you had to buy two because the first one doesn't work. Yeah. Because every now and then, because, like, you're just putting shit in the flour and cooking and hoping you get a good brownie. Yeah. You even taste it, but sometimes you just, you'd get a bad brownie. Yeah. But, uh, dude, sometimes we we'd, we'd, we'd make the best brownies. Oh, my God. They were oh, so good. man. Dude, they were so good. They were so much. I miss college. <laughs> oh my god, you and I both. Great times. Great times. All right, so let's let's wrap up this podcast with your traveling pierogi. Oh, the traveling your, pierogi. Your your blog. So first off, what the hell is it? What do you do? And where the name come from? So I do have a travel blog called the Traveling Pierogi, and I love to travel. Ever since I was a kid, going to South Carolina to Mimi's. Myrtle Beach home, which she just sold. Thank you, Mimi. Um, Thank you, Mimi. Yeah, and just I just love to travel, and I'm Polish, so I'm like, let's think of a, a creative name. Pierogies are a huge staple of pe- the people of Poland, mm-hmm. and I'm like, let's do the traveling pierogi, and now. I, I've been doing this since 2019, pre-pandemic. I, I've just been going around to different places, different restaurants, bars, towns, landmarks, whatever. And I take a picture, 
of that specific thing and myself. And just say like, hey, this is something I found cool. Try it out. And I just posted it on Facebook and Instagram. Hopefully people will go and travel to it. And I'm not sure if that answered your question or if you want me to go in, into more. But yes, how do you like, so the, the, the pictures you post, because I see them all the time. It's like, well, COVID's happening. Michael didn't go here. Like, are they, are they, are they stuff that you just had over the years? Yeah, like I took, I did take a spring break trip in college to Europe, right, to France and Barcelona, and with COVID, with being locked up in your home for God knows how long, I'm like, I need to, I need content. Oh, like I've been to these places. Let's post stuff where I've been, and hopefully to get a following. And now I have like 600, like over 600 people following me on Facebook and Instagram. And now. business cards. And I do have a business I card too. I have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I just hope that I'm able to travel the world more while getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. that, that That's my end game. But do you, do you, do you write? Like, do you actually write blog posts? Do you have a website or anything like that? Or is it me just your social posts? It, it's right now. It's just social media posts. Okay. And I, I just give like a little history of the place. And I just say like, these guys are fantastic. Check them out. Like, for example, I was just in Boston last weekend. Yep. I saw your picture of Ethan. Oh, good old Ethan. Good old Ethan. And I, I stopped at this one. Uh, barbecue place and they had one of the best sloppy joe not sloppy joe poor pork <sighs> best pulled pork like my sister has like, went there with her boyfriend right before i went there mm -hmm. and i'm like okay let, let's see how good this is how good can it really be oh my god fantastic and i had the wings as an appetizer <gasps> my dad has a run for his money and it was one of the best wings I've had. Same thing with the pulled pork. And I took a picture of, like, pictures of the place. It was in um, Assembly Square. I would highly recommend these people going there, barbecue. And they have whiskey flights, too. Which I find like, Whis oh. well, yeah, whiskey and barbecue. Yeah, it, it fits. But flights, whiskey flights, which I've never heard of before. Like, I've had like flights of beer. Yeah, and I've only had flights, beer and wine. Beer and, yeah. Only had beer and wine. But for whiskey? I'm like, okay, let's try it out. I'm not a huge fan of whiskey, though. I'm, I, dude, I, I'm a simple drinker. Just only beer. Just yeah. beer. Just give me beer. Yeah, like, I'm a beer guy, too. Give me, but, give me, give me a, like Uncle Chris. Give me a Coors Light. Yeah. I'll call it a day. I'm more of a craft beer person. You do like craft beers. Yeah. You I, are, you're big on your beers, man. Yeah. Just what I love about you. It's like, oh, Michael's really into beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, I've gotten so much beer last weekend. I because I, I stopped by a different um, breweries. Yeah. And I'm like, this looks good. This looks good. Hopefully they'll taste good too. And sure enough, they were. In your travels, if you find um. Stone Cold Steve Austin's new lager. Okay. It's like the Broken Skull lager. Uh-huh. If you can find it, pick it up Pick it up for me. All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking for it. It just came out, um, and I've heard it's delicious. He had a uh, a pale ale or like a uh, IPA. No, he had a Broken Skull IPA. Mm -hmm. I don't like IPAs, but now he has a lager. Yeah. I've I, heard I, it's delicious. I need to try it. I'm more of a lager person. Me too. So if you find it. Well, do. They're, they're, only the tall, they're only the tall boys, so it comes in like a four-pack. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so pick up two. Okay. I'll, I'll pay for both of them. All right. And we'll make it a done deal. Here we go. All right, Michael. Anything you wanted to ask me ever in the history of ever before we go? Last question always goes to the guest. I just hope you have me again. Oh, yeah. So my, my policy is once a quarter. Once a quarter. Okay. Once a quarter. So uh, actually, uh, I guess news and notes for talking with the Talking with Tarashuk podcast. Um, every week on Monday nights... We will be live, live meaning Christian and I, um, and a guest, if I can find one. So, Michael, we'll bring you back for a guest of the Unknown Unnamed Nonsense segment right. of this podcast. And all it is um, is just we go live to as many places as we can go. 
I have a giant list of questions here, a list of 57 questions. Ooh. And Christian will ask a question at random. Okay. And we answer, we riff, and once we get nothing else to say, we either move on or we ask another question. Okay. So let's do a little preview. So not Michael, pick a number between 1 and 57. Ooh. Let's go with, with Tom Terrific, 41. 41. Ah, I knew it. So, okay. You're big into music. Okay. What is the dumbest band name to ever exist? <laughs> hey, Dumb- Chris, if you got a mic, you can throw yourself on here, too. Dumbest? If not, don't worry about it. Oh, man. Goat Piss? What? That uh, okay? I, I kinda, that's kind of that's kind of gonna win. I I I don't know. I oh God Almighty! Honestly, this is a pet peeve of mine. Um, but when people name bands after themselves, y- y- I get it. It's like there's multiple. Like I know you love Elton John. Well, no, he's no, nah, he's more of a solo guy. He's more he's solo. more solo. Billy Joel it... more solo. Think of Zach Brown Band. I like, I enjoyed listening to Zach Brown Band. Yeah, but it's a band. It's a band. It's not like I I love Zach Brown, but it's like he could have named it something else. Or like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street. Like, just call it the E Street Band, you selfish fuck. Well, <laughs> think about like with um. I'm not sure if you heard of Selena, not Selena Gomez, but the um this one Spanish singer, uh, Selena. Mm. It, um, she wanted to keep her band name. I forgot what it was called, but she wanted to keep her band name. And all these record producers was like, "Yeah, no, that's not gonna work. It's just not possible." So they just went with Selena. They were still together it until works. It, it works. It works. But she was more concerned, not just selfish, yeah. about. Other things like what the family was. It was more of a family band. Like the Pressures, the, the um, what's that, fa- the TV show? The Project's Family. Okay. And it was more of like a family band that she wanted to keep that band name. But obviously, producer says, was like, no. I'm always going to say the band. This the band. This the band is just called the band. First off, I don't know how they went into like the 60s without... That name's not being available. Seriously. Like, come on, be a little more original. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I love Bowling for Soup because if if I was a band, my person I was a band, it would be Bowling for Soup. <laughs> they were just the weirdest. Bowling for Soup. Their lyrics, like, have you, you, you know, the 1985? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 Or yes. Punk Rock 101. Yeah. Like, it's, uh... I'm drawing a blank on how 1985 goes, but I love all their songs. They have a whole song about Val Kilmer. <laughs> It's just, it's just like uh, I'll play. You know, I'm gonna play Bowling for Soup when I drive you back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I, lo- I just fucking love Bowling for Soup. But we also got Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. It's Panic. Ah, like exclamation! Panic! Exclamation point! At the Disco. At the Disco. Uh, Hoobastank. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay. I don't know why Dave Matthews Band is on. So I, I googled it. So we at Rolling okay. Stone. I don't know why Dave Matthews Band is on here because that's just like that's another one. Okay, it's like yeah. Dave Matthews is. You have a band that's called something else. And they have the Beatles on here, which... The, you're why? wrong. You're wrong. But yeah, Hoobastank is a funny one. <laughs> I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to change my answer to Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish? I, I, it's Darius Rucker and the Blowfish, basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's also... Uh... <laughs> okay, this might take the cake. It's a death metal band called Chunk. No. <laughs> Captain Chunk. <laughs> you know that, that line from the Goonies? Yeah. That's a band name. Really? Chunk? No. Captain Chunk. <laughs> like, really? And that's it. Wow. That's it. And that's, I think, that's the perfect place to leave it. Uh, Michael, anywhere you want people to follow you, Traveling Pierogi, any of your socials, anything you want to plug, the people need to know. Yeah, Traveling, know. follow the Traveling Pierogi on Facebook and Instagram. That's all I ask for. And I hope to see you on your next travel. And uh, spell pierogi for people. Pierogi. <laughs> um, where's my... You can't spell pierogi? No. I'll... Remember, I'm a dumb Polak, remember? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, God almighty. It is pierogi. P-I-E-R. 
O G I. Traveling pierogi. The traveling. Facebook and Instagram. The traveling pierogi. Well, Michael, I'm very excited to see where you go. I'm very glad to see you're doing well. I hope you continue to do well. I'm glad everything's working out for you. I'm glad it, that we could actually do this. I'm very Thank happy you. that you could be the first family member in seven, family seven member. years to be on this podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, that is where we wrap it up. Christian, keep this camera on me for the rest of the podcast. Because My name is Will Tarashuk. T's and Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. This has been the Talking with Tarashuk podcast. Thanks to my guest, my cousin, one of my best friends in the entire world. I love him like a brother. Woo. Michael Tarashuk. And if you want to find more about this podcast, you can head over to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com to find all of our other episodes. Our live shows will be live every Monday starting hopefully next week. We still got a few I's a dot and T's to cross, but we'll find out. If you want to be a guest on this podcast on either Talk With Tarashuk, like in here where it's kind of more formal or fun, or you can be a guest on uh, The Ridiculous where I ask all the random questions and things just get a little weird. You can be a guest on either. Email me at will at APSpodcast.com. It's W-I-L-L at A-P-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. And we'll get you on the show. It'll be a lot of fun. But until then, I'll be back next time with a new interview or a new live stream. I don't know. That's the fun. But we'll see you there. Until then, y'all take care. All right, Christian. That's a wrap. Oh, wow. That was fun. Easy, right? <laughs>